All right, everyone, welcome to another exciting episode of Men After Truth. My name is Devin Kinzer, and this is my friend, Hazen Jessen. And we are really excited to talk with you guys tonight. Um, Tayson, how you been doing, man? Man, I've been great. Uh, we'll hop into a little bit later, and I haven't told you any of this yet, but very uh, fundamental day for me, just kind of returning to uh, some things I used to do in my life that benefited me a lot, and I'm very excited to chat with you about. Mm-hmm. Uh, recognizing that I don't make enough room for fun in my life. So I did a little bit of that yesterday, a little more today, and it's nice just de-stringing the bow a little bit. So I've, I've been fantastic. I got a off-brand seltzer water that can't get better. Yeah, man, <laughs> that's great. The off-brand seltzer, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's a... Polar. Hmm. So wouldn't recommend, but is it not very good? No, it's pretty tasteless, and no. most people would probably argue that seltzer water doesn't have any taste. But there's some good ones out there. Lacroix, yeah. cola, coconut. Ooh. Oh my gosh, baby girl, so it's good. so <laughs> gross, dude. Lacroix, man, I Lacroix is probably like. I'm sorry, man. I know you like it, but I would. I I drink a million things before I drink that. Like, <laughs> yeah, I used to, like, gosh, me and my f- a friend of mine we used to like go and like talk to this old lady regularly, um, just like every couple weeks we go and talk to some old lady, and man, she'd always give us these like coconut Lacroix that she couldn't <laughs> drink anymore, you know, because she's allergic to coconuts. <laughs> And I just would have to stuff that down my throat, and it was just so nasty. I don't know why we visited her so much, but anyway, that, that reminds it's like me for service, you know, like serving an old lady and keeping her some company, and she just make us drink this junk. Anyway, yeah, yeah, well, that's how they feel that they're serving you. I had a an experience. I can't. Remember, oh, I remember who it was now. I was with uh, I think Elder Jessup on my mission, and this sweet, sweet. God-fearing woman, so kind to us, had some of those muscle milks, I think is what oh, yeah. they're called, like the little protein shakes. Mm-hmm. Not good anyways, in my opinion. And she gave us two boxes. Oh, and wow. we didn't know they were expired until like after two bottles because I, <laughs> I never drink these things, right? So it's like not sour milk, but it's like chunky and chalky. And like, oh, oh. <laughs> so we just hurled them in the trash can, man. It was disgusting. Whoa. Wow, dude. Wow, yeah, that's that's gross, man. <laughs> Gee. Anywho, how have you been doing? Um, it's been good. Been good. Yeah, we're just um Yeah, man, no, I so I, I've been good. Um just just started a new job. Uh, that's a hopefully a lot less of an emotional toll. My last job gave me a little bit more room to dedicate to the podcast, to the blog. You know, if um a job that I can just it, it just, I mean, how oh, I don't know how to say this right, but you know, it's it's a physical it's physical labor for the most part. So, um, which is actually what I wanted because uh, there's other things I want my headspace for. So excited for that! I get to drive a truck so I can listen to audiobooks. Um, because man, I've just been I I actually read a lot right now, but um, 
I'm wanting to expand my mind even further. And the job I was with, the job I was um, in before, I just didn't have time to read. I mean, I had some time to read, but I didn't even listen to music, dude. I was so emotionally drained at the end of the day. I haven't, I haven't listened to music for months. And I love music. So looking forward to just having some time to, to create at this point. So. Okay. If you had to recommend your favorite song right now, what would that be? Um, I don't know, because I haven't been listening to music. <laughs> Are you saying, like, if I could Salt recommend to something someone right now? Yeah, or? <laughs> yeah. Um, Honestly, if someone has never heard um, oh, Rush has this great, they're an old rock band, Rush, um, called Red Barchetta, I think is how you say that, Red Barchetta. Um, it's amazing. Um, just so, like, it's a musical experience, right? Um, it's not like a catchy pop song. It's a musical experience. Um, or When the Levee Breaks by Led Zeppelin, you know? Okay, so some older stuff. Yeah, yeah. Those are both just, like, you just have to, you have to do that, so. Okay, okay. Well, let's hop into it, man. I'm excited. So today, Devin had the extraordinary idea to talk about learning, some of the ways that we prioritize learning in our lives. Uh, something that Devin pointed out you wanted to talk about is, uh, I don't know, how would you phrase it? Like reaching out to successful people, picking their brain? Yeah. 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 No, that would, I would... I guess that's a good way way to say it. Like, how do you make connections with people who are already where you want to be or have some kind of skill or knowledge that will you know will help you along your path to where you want to be? Okay. And yeah, and Tayson's really good at that. Like Tayson's always coming up to me telling me about the like, oh, I talked to this this guy or I read this book just like a couple weeks ago. You finished a book by some guy and sent him an email. And did he did he call you? Yeah, he sent me his phone number, and I just called him, talked to him for like an hour and a half. It was awesome. Wow. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll just hop into that, man. So something, I don't know where I picked this up, but I've recognized and been taught that there are so many people out there that are willing to share information. First and foremost, I don't know where I picked up the the notion that people are not willing to do that. I guess I had kind of a, uh, what's the word? opposite of abundance oh scarcity mentality the people aren't wanting to share what they learn not willing to uh, help you out in their life not sure where i picked that up uh anyhow i've been taught that is very much not true there are many people that are willing to help you along your path so first off thing that i'd recommend is finding the people that you want to be around and be around them like if you're going to i don't hunt but so this is a bit of an off analogy for me but if you're going to hunt deer you go where the deer are all right, if you're going to school, you got to go where the school is. Very simple analogy, but you have to be where you want to be to get what you want to get. So with learning and being around the people that you want to become like, you have to find them and surround yourself with them. So last summer, I was working as a bug spray technician. Not, not a great job for me, but I learned some cool things from it. And I was in Sun Valley. Um... Sun Valley is very bougie. It's like the Idaho version of Park City. So 
<laughs> a lot of rich people up there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, knock on their doors. Hey, are you good if I spray? Do you have your dog in? Do you have your windows closed, etc.? And after I was done spraying, or even before, if they had a good countenance, if they seemed cheery enough to talk to a, a blue-collar guy like me, I would ask them for a piece of life advice. And that one especially is effective because people are so willing to talk about their life and to feel like they can help you along your path. Hmm. So I don't know if you've had experiences with that, but it has been so eye-opening for me, uh, just asking people what their experiences are like, what's helped them in their life. Another great question, what would you do differently if you could go back in time? Hmm. Yeah, what you... so what's oh, up? Go ahead. I was just going to ask you, what do people usually say with that one specifically? I would say overall, it's treasure your relationships and do what you love, which you'd think would be, I don't know, pretty simple that you'd think we would do that. But all these people, this is what they're saying. So obviously we're not doing it enough. Yeah. Uh, Sacrificing our desires for what people expect of us for, yeah, just doing the things that they think that we should be doing. Yeah. And that's usually successful people who've told you that. Yeah. Or at least outwardly successful. Yeah, wealthy, however you okay. want to determine that. Yeah. Financially yeah. successful. Okay. Hmm, that's cool. Yeah, man, I feel like there are a lot of people who are willing to give you advice when you don't ask for it. And I think <laughs> that is when you need to have caution, right? But when you approach someone else with humility right? You actually respect them. Um, I think there's a lot of valuable lessons there. You know, I, I met with this entrepreneur a couple times. I was looking into his, M- his MLM and it was actually super great experience. I didn't end up, you know, going, going f- forward with it, but something that he said that I thought he just thought was so cool was only take advice from people who have what you want usually people who love you give you advice out of love, right? Like parents or grandparents or cousins or brothers or whoever, you know, aunts and uncles, they love you and they'll give you advice. But if they don't have what you want, then you really have to have to consider their advice as such, right? Advice from someone who doesn't have what I want. And sometimes that's difficult, but... What you're talking about is when you find someone who has what you want, they are, they're just as willing to, to help you out. I mean, obviously you have to be respectful, right? But why, why do you think it is that we're, I mean, it's me, me included, um, that, or has, that we think that people don't want to share their wisdom or their knowledge with us. Oh, wow. Probably the scarcity mindset of there's only so much of the pie to go around. Hmm. If person A is getting more than me, then that leaves less room for me to grow and to succeed. I don't know where I would have picked that up, but it seems to be a fairly common thing. I don't know. How was it for you growing up? Well, I think part of it, yeah, is definitely scarce. It's 
like definitely a scarcity, right? Um, but I think part of it too is there's almost this negative connotation around the rich, right? And there are, don't get me wrong, there are definitely some some crooked rich people out there. Probably even more crooked rich people than than non-crooked rich people. I don't know. I'm I'm just speculating, right? Like, but see there, but there you go, right? Maybe I just think that wealthy people are often crooked, um, which I don't think is true. I really don't. Um, but I think that's where that comes from. You know, like, oh, he has money. He doesn't want to talk to me because, like, I don't know, because he's he's the rich, you know, mm-hmm. um, which I don't think that's true. Wealth is just an amplifier, right? And that's not my idea. I Lots of people talk about that. How whether you're good or bad, money just gives you more capacity for good or more capacity for bad, right? So if you are good, you actually have a, I think, anyway, you have an obligation to um, to become wealthy so that you can magnify good in your life. And if you're bad, well, one, you should repent, right? And I mean that in whatever sense. I don't mean that in a religious way. Repenting is just just another word for changing, right? Um, yeah. That don't make sense. What I'm saying, I yeah. feel like I was just rambling forever. But uh, Absolutely. If who much is given, much is acquired. Yeah. Uh, I would say generally people who have something that you want worked for it unless they don't appreciate it. So you think of people with wealth. Yeah, there's people that inherit it but they probably won't keep that for very long mm-hmm. because they don't know how to manage it. So going back to your earlier points we were talking about, seek people that you want to learn from. I want to add to that. Be careful what you ask them because sometimes we have someone that we look up to quite a bit, especially our parents. That will probably be our first and foremost example. You might look up to them in their marriage and how they treat each other. Maybe your dad is incredibly chivalrous to the mother. Um, but be careful for how far you take that advice because your parents might be great in their marriage and in their relationship, but awful with finances, but you don't separate that out. So you start asking them about money. Don't take money advice from poor people. Um, and that goes for everything, right? Mm-hmm. Probably the law of 80-20. Not that it's going to be true all the time, but the majority of the time, yeah. Someone's poor with their finances. Don't ask them for money help if they're divorced. Probably not going to be super great with marriage advice unless they, you know, turn their life around. So look at the fruits, right? Those Christ and one of the gospels, by their fruits you shall know them. That is simple wisdom, man. Mm -hmm. So find those people that are financially successful. Surround yourself with them. Uh, But like you said, some of those people can be a little crooked. So be careful not to maybe pull some of their character attributes. But again, with what you said, I think that's just a vast misconception that uh, wealthy people are wicked. Yeah. Um, yeah, we can, we will definitely be chatting about that another time. But Yeah. Well, I think you, you mentioned something about, about deer. You know, if you want to hunt deer, go where the deer are, right? What, what did, would you say to a guy who he just moved to a new city? He, don't, he doesn't know anybody yet. Right. I mean, maybe he's been there for three months. He knows his neighbors, maybe knows a few people from from church or, um, you know, maybe he's part of like 
a club or something that he goes to knows the guy is some guys at the bar i don't know um what about him you know how's he supposed to go where the deer are because you're in school which is which means you're surrounded by a lot of really open-minded people well okay (laughs) um you should be surrounded by a lot of really open-minded people uh, there's rooms you can meet in, the places you can go, professors who want to support you. But what about a guy like this? Uh, I need to get to know a little bit more about him. I would ask what his interests are, what he wants to do with his life, where he wants to go. That would depend. I mean, if you want to learn, I'm sure there's websites that you like. Uh, I think there's one called Meetup. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of websites where you can find clubs and organizations. Toastmasters, if you want to go learn about public speaking, you know, go to some community events. At, like, so I'm here at USU. They have a lot of events that, that, dude, you could honestly go to class. You could do everything but get a grade <laughs> without signing up for anything. Like, you can go to all these lectures. Mm-hmm. It's pretty incredible. We just had a training on fintech the other day. There was like 300 students in the Eccles Conference Center. So I would say determine what you want and go where you can get that vague but i think it's very simple and that's how it should be right so if you want to learn how to read go to the library find those people in that section that you want to be learning those same things about great example actually so i was driving home today just felt i should go to di so i went to the di desert industries it's a thrift store and i was looking at some books i was looking for 48 laws of power by robert green it seems like a very interesting book and this lady was looking kind of in the same section that i was and I asked, hey, like, what are you looking for? Like, can I help you find anything? She was just browsing, um, asked if I was looking for anything. I said, yeah, 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. And we had a 10-minute conversation about books. Wow. Dude, she gave me a half a dozen recommendations on phenomenal books that I need to listen to on an audiobook or, or read. And it was great. Like, she handed me a couple books to check out, gave me some resources. So things like that. I think you're, in my experience at least, I don't know too much about the science of extroverts and introverts. Uh, but the more you put yourself out there, I think the more direction that you're going to find because people will help you along the way if you allow them to. Yeah. I think it kind of goes back to what we were talking about. I think it was last week, really, about how really what you need to do is just be quiet for 15, 20 minutes, sit down with a pen and a paper, and you'll and you'll figure out your next step, right? Mm. I think too many of us want someone else to give us that answer, or they want we want someone to tell us, "Oh, go here, talk to this guy, you know, read this book, get this job." I know that's what I want a lot of times. You know, I'd, I'd much rather have someone just tell me, tell me what to do. But yeah, man, I'm really I've I'm really impressed with your. Not just your capacity to reach out, but your follow through. I know peop- the people you talk to are impressed with you. Have you ever had a negative experience with reaching out to successful people? Top of my head, no. Well, <laughs> I'm sure they happen, but uh, yeah. the last three books that I can think of that I asked. So uh, The Boy Crisis by Warren Farrell. Does Your Bag Have Holes by Cameron Taylor and powerful leadership through coaching by mike simpson man i reached out to all these guys after i finished their book uh praised them 
a little bit, hey, your book was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. I resonated with it quite a bit. Can I pick your brain? And you sent him an email. And all three of them responded, man. So I think uh, often of that quote, is it fortune favors the bold? Yeah. Uh, another one by George Clayson. Opportunity is a haughty goddess who wastes no time on those who are unprepared. So I think the time is now. Yeah. Is that from The Richest Man in Babylon? It is, yeah. Dude, what a great book, man. Yeah, I think about that frequently. Can you say that one more time, that quote? Opportunity is a haughty goddess who wastes no time on those who are unprepared. Hmm. I think I've said it before on, on the podcast, but I think that luck is actually the intersection of preparation and opportunity. And I, yeah, I truly believe that as you prepare, opportunities present themselves. And then we call it lucky, but it isn't. It's actually just preparation. So what is it for you, man? Why, I'm genuinely interested. Why do you read? Why do you try and learn? Like, what is in it for you? Um, or for if others? I'm, if I'm being honest, I, 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 I just know that I'm just looking for the nuggets, man. I'm just looking for those those nuggets. I read to try to find the little nuggets. Every book I read, there's probably just like maybe three or four paragraphs. If it's a really good book, that stand out to me. Usually it's like three or four sentences, which is, I mean, that's kind of rough. You're like, oh man, like that's such a big time commitment. It's true. But like, do you think that like Hamlet standing there on stage saying like, man, and now all of those words flee from me, you know? (laughs) Oh, how does it, how does Hamlet put it? Um, Oh, that's the, oh, gee, man, it's not like an idiot. It's the most famous line ever. Yeah. But, but like when we, when you hear to be or not to be, that is the question it's a it's a meme it's like it's something cliche people make little like cards out of it they 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 mess it up to meme or not to meme or to 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 what or not to what right but that's good because it has no context right when you read a quote on a meme it's great no context right you might be like oh man that's so motivational there's no context to that which i think we're all we're all pretty sick actually i'm pretty sick of like seeing like these like beautiful quotes on, on Instagram and stuff, right? Because they, they don't have any context to them. But when you read a book and just four or five sentences or four or five paragraphs stick out to you, you have context. That's why when you're actually watching Hamlet and he gets on stage, right? And he's, he's questioning life. It's, it, to be or not to be is actually, that becomes an emotional experience for you. And I think it's the same thing with with the book and those nuggets that you find. So that's what I'm looking for when I read. And in a lighthearted way, I read to escape my um, lackluster life and my deep-seated (laughs) self-doubt. I'm kidding about that a little bit. (laughs) It's because that sounds pretty realistic to me. Yeah, yeah. I was watching Avengers right before 
oh i guess not avengers is captain america civil war have i told you this i've been on like this iron man binge yeah yes <laughs> you have okay so we were in class today i'm a ta in the leadership class and teacher brings up professor brings up iron man and thor and why we're so interested in superheroes and his opinion is the origin story hmm. my interpretation of that is how something so simple uh basic generic can become something so great uh iron man is my favorite superhero by a landslide captain america is generally people's other favorite superhero so they each have their origin uh steve rogers is captain america just a wimp just a little little blonde noodle back in the 40s i think and turns you know gets a serum turns into this hulking chris evans good looking guy shredded uh but very humble tony stark uh as he puts it like playboy playboy philanthropy wow tongue twister playboy i guess it playboy philanthropist billionaire something else and i love tony stark because he is a twerp but he does the right thing and they don't get rid of his character. He's still Tony Stark. And I know I've talked about this before, but I'm going to repeat it again because I love it. It's realistic to me. So I think of myself, you know, we little Tayson uh, five, ten years ago, looking at how far I've come because of the examples of other people. Um, kind of like you said, escaping when you read. For me, that's, mm-hmm. that's it's inspiration as well. You can kind of escape your life for a little bit, recognize what your life could become, and chase after that. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm kind of in this spot where I'm trying to maintain perspective, right? Because these books are actually like years of of experience that people have had um, condensed into something that takes you maybe a couple of weeks to read. And sometimes I get to the end and I'm like, gee, I'm not there yet. And I finished the book. You know, it's like, wait, 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 slow down, slow down, bro. This is maybe going to take you a couple years to integrate everything in this book, <laughs> right? Like, you can't just read a book and expect to get to the end of it and have assimilated all of that knowledge and applied that all in your life, right? You just just integrate it, integrate those those few paragraphs that stand out. And that's, that's really what I'm trying to do, Um at this stage in my life is be okay with moving slow sort of starting to kind of pull out a survival mode and Mm. into like like a like a building phase and building my knowledge building my wealth building my tribe so what what does the ideal look like for you say if things go great what's the next year look like that's a good question, man. I was actually pondering that this morning. I think that it would mainly look at look like having my life prioritized and like okay. actually living according to my priorities, including consistent effort in all of my main areas of life, right? Consistent effort in my relationship with my wife, consistent effort in my personal development consistent effort in my spiritual development, consistent effort in building men after truth into what I know it can be. 
yeah, rather than like a numerical goal, which I think is important, right? But to answer your question, it's just consistent, consistent action aligned with my values and my vision. That's huge. Imagine living according to all of my values that I have. Like the days that I do even live most of them for a good chunk of the day, I feel amazing. Mm -hmm. So to imagine consistency in your life with your actions and your priorities and your schedule, not that you have to have something planned for every second. I think you, well, personally from experience, I know that you have to have time to relax, de-string the bow, let your mind wander. Man, what a life that would be. And I think that's what we're striving for, right? Is, is that consistency? Mm-hmm. Hmm. What's, uh, what's the biggest roadblock for you there? Or for people in general? It's just myself, man. Like my biggest roadblock is I haven't made clear priorities all the time. And I think that one thing is robbing from the other thing, right? I think, you know, working on a blog post, that's robbing family time. You're working on... You know, like, I don't know, going to the gym, like that's robbing family time. Really, it feels like that because I haven't given family, like I haven't blocked out family time. You can't rob from something that has its space that's unrobbable. And that's my, honestly, like it, my biggest obstacle right now is just not having clearly defined priorities, boundaries, and goals. And I'd venture to say that's probably other people's problem too. Yeah, I think so. For, for me, it's a lack of focus. Probably what you said as well. Having a vision of the things that you want to become and either not doing the things you know you should be doing or just not having the focus to be putting your energy in the right spots. That's where... I think what we're getting at too with learning and asking successful people for advice and books and podcasts, etc. is we probably see a bit of ourselves in them and in their failures and we look to their successes as hope, <laughs> as a way, as a path to get there. I was reading the beginning of Abe Lincoln's, bio, well, one of his many biographies. And even in just the first little bit, and I don't mean to compare myself to this man who's, in my opinion, one of the greatest people to ever live, Abraham Lincoln. But just in his childhood, there's several things. I'm like, whoa, okay. I resonate with that. And seeing the man that he became, the impact that he had on the world, gives me some light of, hey, okay, Tace, you can do things. You can become great. Mm-hmm. Um, Bible, many stories of people coming from nothing or even coming from something great, going down to nothing and then coming back to something even better. Yeah. It's that transformation and that origin. So I would say that's one of the main purposes of learning is to be able to apply principles of success or principles of whatever you want to apply without making as many mistakes along the way because you're learning from their example. Yeah. Yeah, it's trying to just eliminate the amount of bumping into walls, you know. You can learn a lot bumping into walls, but yeah. you can also read and ask people. <laughs> and I think one thing I've been uh, one thing I've been really thinking about and just talking about this is 
has made me think about this more is I don't want anyone who who listens to this or to think that like I have it all figured out you know because I'm really I'm like I feel so below um like almost any other like quote successful person you know I'm just curious I'm just curious and there's things that I believe to be true that I'll repeat and share but I'm not perfect at them I'm trying to implement those into my life I'm working on it too right but I'm just curious that's the biggest reason for me getting on here and talking about these things and if that can help someone else that's great too Humility is a wonderful attribute, like that meekness to be able to recognize that other people. Have. I think that's one of Jordan Peterson's rules for life. Um, not sure if it's, I think it's in the first book, but assume that everybody knows something that you don't. That's value. I've, I've seen in my life, pride has gotten in the way of so many things. So having that kindness and the humility to recognize there's other things out there. That's one of the things I love most about you, man, is you're just very eager to learn. You don't really care about being uh, being right, but you want to be right. If that, I don't know if that doesn't make sense. You want to learn what the right thing is. You could care yeah. less about being proven wrong. That's a, that's a great attribute to have. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. You're a man after truth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like to think so, man. I try. I try. So it's good to be. Well, I think that's a great note to end on. We're thinking of doing uh, some episodes in the future on purpose and vision, as well as consistency and preparation. Uh, those are two things that were very, well, I guess four things, two concepts very clear to us today. So, again, if y'all have any recommendations, things you want to learn about, reach out to us uh, on Instagram. We've got our email. Honestly, you probably have our phone numbers. <laughs> so just reach out to us. We're just happy to be here. Uh, men after truth and trying to create a culture. See you guys next week.